The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A little bit earlier in the show, we were talking about the continued crisis in our hospital system, the trolley crisis. We talk about a trolley crisis every year. This year, worse than other years. Yesterday broke all records and while numbers are a little bit down today, they are expected to climb again over the coming days and weeks. In other words, things are going to get worse before they get better. Henry McKean was in Beaumont Hospital today. He was speaking to doctors and nurses other hospital staff, frontline healthcare workers. He was speaking to patients and families. Take a little listen. I had to sit on a chair waiting to see a doctor, get bloods done, get um, tests done for a uh, cobra. An hour in the other cobra part, back out in the other parts for two days. Is yeah. it a, a soft chair or a hard chair? Hard chair. An ordinary chair, a steel chair. Steel chair. Steel chair, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, nothing to eat, and I'm a diabetic. Nothing to eat? No, I'm a diabetic. I had to wait till a full on morn to of get course. something. I have a lot of uh, I have spine, I have um, neck, spine disease, and I think it's a chronic service for people that's elderly and for all young people. Yeah, that was uh, just one uh, woman and her partner speaking to Henry a little bit uh, earlier on the show. Liam Dorn is with me now. Liam, of course, is former head of the INMO, the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, a former member of the Slauncher Care Implementation Council as well. Liam, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. I mean, we do talk about this every year, but this year is the worst on record. How would you assess the current situation in hospitals? Intolerable, unsafe. Uh, uh, it, it, it besmirches the whole of Irish society. Uh, in a day I saw when we had record finance returns, uh, 100 billion, et cetera, et cetera, and yet we're a country that cannot look after the elderly, cannot look after the chronically sick, and cannot look after people in a situation where this type of peak uh, of demand, if you like, is totally predictable. It happens the same weeks every year. Now, this year is particularly bad, I accept that, uh, but no one can be surprised and we should all be disappointed and I think, you know, if we're honest, ashamed of the way in which we've left the health service so that the old and the vulnerable and the chronically sick are the ones who are paying the biggest price and the ones who are left in those trolleys and the ones who are having their care compromised and even consultants are saying premature deaths are occurring because of what is happening over these days in our emergency department, mm. which is entirely predictable. So, you know, it's a sad day for all of us and all of us should hang our heads in shame. Yeah, all of us. I mean, why do you say that? Have, we, have, have too many of us become apathetic? for far too long, okay. Kieran. I mean, trolleys in this country have been counted since 2006. <clears throat> in fact, the INMO started counting trolleys in 2002 in the Dublin area only because that's where overcrowding was then existing, but we crept up through 04 or 05. So in 06, we commenced the national uh, trolley count. Now, since then, the situation has got progressively worse. Uh, we had, uh, in, in those 07, a national emergency being declared by the then minister with 670-odd people on trolleys. Since then, every year, we've had those kind of peaks at predictable times of the year. This year, it has gone you know, in a, in a, in a, to, to an even higher level of an intolerable nature. And the only reason it's done that, Kieran, and, I'm, and, I'm, and people may differ from me and, 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 and uh, disagree with me, is that society has, has allowed that to happen because we've let successive governments away with not tackling the problem. I mean, 
the, the, what you hear now from politicians of all hue, of all colours, is, you know, this was entirely predictable. We said the surge was coming. We said, well, if it was entirely predictable, what did you do to prepare for it? What did you do in terms of opening surplus beds, in expanding community services, in appointing and applying, employing more people, in, you know, building those elective hospitals that Slauncher Care uh, commit, Committee talked about six years ago. We haven't even got a brick on the ground yet. So it is an indictment upon all of us that we've allowed this to happen in a country that has enough resources to do far better for those who are sick amongst us. Uh, you know, if Stephen Donnelly were here, his answer to your question, what have you done, would be a long list of measures. You know, we've approved funding for this. We've approved more beds here. We've increased capacity there. Uh, we've put in place a winter plan. Investment in the health service is at record-breaking levels. For the last 15 years, Kieran. I had a... We, we, no, I don't fault any individual minister. I mean, it'd be unfair to do so. Uh, but the, the reality of it is that we underfunded our public health service for a number of years. We had the cutbacks in 13, 14, 15 when we uh, closed beds, we reduced staffing numbers and so on. Then we suddenly had to try and replace those people. Uh, we've now, in fairness, increased the funding. And the, the, the Taoiseach is right this morning when he said we've never spent more on our public health service. That's true. But it's true only for the last two or three years. And you can't undo the underfunding and the underpreparation and the underexpansion of our health service that should have taken place over the last 15 years in the past two or three. And in the meanwhile, we have a growing population, over 5 million people. We have a growing elderly demographic, uh, which places more demand upon us. We have more demand for health care as, as expectations rise. So all of those things were entirely predictable. And while we are spending more now than we ever did, we can't undo in two or three years the years of neglect when we've tried to cut back, we downsized, we uh, rebranded, we reconfigured, all these things which were all camouflaged for cutbacks. Um, so no one should be surprised we are where we are. Uh, and where we are is the worst we've ever been, Kieran. I mean, I don't think we can overstate the plight and the misery uh, that has been endured by people in the last number of weeks in the emergency departments, patients who are sick, their relatives who are watching them, and the staff who are trying to care for them. And words of, of comfort from politicians and senior management saying, well, we saw it coming and we, we predicted this and so on. If we predicted it, how do we end up with 931 people on trolleys yesterday? Why didn't we do something about it? Why didn't we open those surge beds in, in Ennis and Limerick and, and um, uh, Nina and so on in Limerick? Why did we do that? Why didn't we redeploy consultant staff who are being underemployed in the surgical and other areas? Not through no fault of their own. Absolutely no fault. But there, there's no elective work being done. So I, I note the minister has asked people to work extended hours and work weekends. We need senior cl clinical decision makers in our emergency departments and across our wards on an extended day basis for the next four or five weeks to minimize mm. the crisis that's there. We also need to empower the triage nurses in emergency departments to order diagnostics, x-rays, bloods, so that we fast-track people. We don't have people waiting to be seen by a junior doctor four hours after they arrived when they could have been triaged and at least their diagnostics worked up so that when the doctor comes, he can see what the picture of the situation is and make an informed decision, not for further delays. We need to reduce those barriers, if you like, those restrictive mm. practices 
so that we empower people in the interest of the patient. No one's going to make a decision ahead of the doctor making a decision, but he, can only, he or she can only make a decision when they have the knowledge, and they need to have the knowledge as quickly as possible. So we need to redeploy all resources into the emergency department because no minister or no senior manager or no consultant can wave a magic wand at the situation we're in. The situation we're in, we're as bleak as it ever has been. Bleak for patients, bleak for their relatives, and very bleak for the staff trying to, to, to care for them in, in these intolerable situations. So all that can be done is that anyone who is available of senior clinical mm. decision-making should be redeployed into those emergency departments across the ward so that uh, a senior clini- clinical decision-maker makes those decisions about admission and discharge, and we make the best of where we are while we try once and for all mm. to invest on a five-year basis so that we can at least look to 2028 and say we won't be in the same situation. And is that as early as conceivably possible, we, we, we could say that in your mind? Well, two things have to happen to, to, to avoid this. One is we need more beds. And, you know, the, the government has tried, I, I know there's a thousand extra beds, and then the HSE says it's about 12.5% under that target. So building beds takes time. There's three elective hospitals part of the Slauncher Care Initiative. Uh, I, the government has made decisions about where they should be located. That's five years after they were uh, uh, proffered. So how many more years are going to take to put blocks on the ground and beds in place? So I, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic without being neither pessimistic or optimistic. You know, five years to have those three hospitals up and running. In tandem with that, we need to expand massively our primary care services so that they operate on a seven-day basis, not on a five-day basis, but on a seven-day basis. And that requires staff, it requires infrastructure, it requires health service centers that are open. And that requires also investment, both in human and in kind of capital concrete terms. So again, at best, that's you know, a five-year plan of growth and mm. progression. Because in Ireland, we're competing for health professionals with English-speaking developed world. The Americas, the Australias, uh, uh, all of those countries are also short-staffed. So we have to compete well, with those uh, uh, and we have to build. So I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be evasive or awkward in saying we won't solve this today or tomorrow. We can minimize it by utilizing what resources we have. Yeah. But to avoid it into the future requires us to act in a manner which has already been identified. Yeah. Well, More acute beds, expanded primary care. And I'm saying if we put our shoulders to the wheel and we have governments of whatever color committed to it, we could do a lot in four to five years. Well, on, 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 the, on the topic delivery. on the topic of competition with other countries, this listener says, I'm a clinical nurse manager, just finished seven nights, absolutely exhausted. We're down six nurses every night on a busy ICU, so understaffed. Five nurses left before Christmas heading to Australia for better pay. Junior nurses are only a 13 euro per hour. This government needs to wake up. It is actually too late. 53106, the number. Liam, pleasure as always. Thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. Uh, Liam, of course, Liam Doran, former head of the INMO, former member of the Staunch Care Implementation Board as well. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.